Like a Mardi Gras, everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, lay the rest to spill. Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill, nothing less than ill. When we dress to kill, every time the ladies pass, they be like, Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces, every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, black, white, Cuban, or Asian. I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, bienvenido a Miami. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502. It is going down here on a beautiful Saturday morning, and that's right. We are going to Miami. We are in Miami. It is the biggest day of the football year for your University of Louisville Cardinals. Cardinals versus Hurricanes, a spot in the ACC championship on the line. I'm super, super excited. This is Rashawn Myers. This is 96.1 FM, The Big X, and this is Wake Up 502. I tell you what, I'm going to be with you guys for the next two hours for your pre-pregame show. Uh, Louisville, of course, taking on Miami uh, here at 12 noon. I'm super, super I, – I let me tell you all something. Um, this has been an amazing season. Jeff Brom has done so much uh, to just completely reinvigorate uh, the, the football program and to get people excited again. Uh, this has been one of the most fun seasons ever, and I'm just enjoying every little bit of it, y'all. Like every little bit of it. I cannot wait uh, until they kick this game off, of course, coming to you on ABC. I believe this is Louisville's third game on ABC this year, so another, uh, you know, primetime big network game that everybody's going to be uh, able to have the opportunity to see. Um, you know, Jack Plummer, uh, Jawar Jordan, Jamari Thrash, hopefully all those guys are, are healthy either mentally or physically. <laughs> I'll let you figure out who, who gets what. Um, but um, I'm so excited. We're going to get into that. We're going to break down uh, everything going on between the Cards and the Canes, um, you know, what I like, what I don't like. Of course, Haven Harrington will be along as well so I can get his thoughts on the matchup. Uh, so we're going to look at that. Of course, we're going to uh, have to talk a little bit of basketball, y'all. I know, you know, we, we, we'll talk about that later on. Kenny Payne uh, getting his second win of the season. Hey, the Cardinals have a winning record. So, you know. There's that. So, you know, it, it, 
they at least have that going for them. So we will talk about uh, the Cardinals, what I saw about Coppin State, um, you know, as well as getting you ready for Texas tomorrow, which, uh, you know, I'll get to that later. (laughs) But uh, definitely want to get the start with uh, football. Of course, if you guys want to get involved, I'd love to hear from you. We had a a ton of great interaction last week. I love it uh, when you guys reach out and interact via the text or via the phone lines. Of course, the best way to get involved is always the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Big shout-out to Thornton's and all the good things that they do. Make sure you check out any of the 82,643 Thornton's locations here locally in uh, Louisville and uh, Southern Indiana area uh, for the best in goodies, uh, gas, grub, and everything else. Um, g- give us a text in there. We'll uh, go over all of you guys' texts. As well, you can give me a call on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. That is 502-384-1450 if you want to talk to me. Talk about anything. You know, We can talk about football. We can talk about basketball. We can talk about I don't know, Louisville's non-existent recruiting uh, in, in basketball, <laughs> if you want to. No, I honestly, I, I, you know, I don't care what we talk about. We got a lot to chat about, but, you know, football, it is football's day. Um, so football definitely gets the first right uh, of conversation uh, this morning. Uh, absolutely beautiful, perfect day coming in here at the uh, uh, Louisville College of Business Studios uh, out here. Uh, it is a perfect day. I was driving in, not a cloud in the sky. When I can come out the house, uh, and it looks that beautiful outside. You know, it, you know what that means? That means the Cardinals are on their way uh, to a big victory, hopefully. Uh, that, that, that is the hope, is that they can get this done on their own and we don't have to sit around waiting, watching other games uh, to see if Louisville's going to have the chance to punch their ticket into the ACC championship game. Uh, but, you know, I, I have been uh, not shy at all. Of course, I'm usually never shy when it comes to sports, but I was not shy at all, you know, in my opinion, that I, I feel like we are – Currently, even though this is Jeff Brown's first year, we're currently in the midst of, uh, you know, Louisville's greatest football season ever. Um, you know, the, the, the opportunities that they have in front of them and where, where it looks like they're going so far. Um, I've been very bullish on the fact that, you know, when I look at the scape of Louisville football in totality, um, what they're doing right now and then the conference that they're doing it in um, is is huge. Like the, the fact that they're going out there um, – and getting this done in the ACC, the first time you know to have that opportunity to make it to a conference championship game in the ACC. You know, we talked about since getting into the league that you know being in a conference uh, in the division where you have a Florida State, where you have a Clemson, has always been a very tough road to hoe. Um, but when they made the announcement that Louisville was, you know, that they were going to get rid of the divisions and that, you know, they're only going to just send the two teams with the best record. Um, We all knew that this was going to be a a wonderful opportunity for Louisville to get there because we've seen Louisville have some pretty good years. And then, you know, the unfortunate nature of having Clemson be so good at the same time, um, you know, Cardinals really never made that happen. And then, of course, you have Bobby Petrino's whole tenure fall off a cliff and you've had some other issues uh, here and there with Scott Satterfield just not being good enough uh, to put Louisville in that position. We all knew that, you know, with bringing in Jeff Brom, that that was going to be an opportunity uh, for that to happen. But to have that happen in the first year, um, we knew it was something that was a, a very, you know, we knew it was a, a good possibility that it could happen based on the schedule, based on the layout of the season, based on where the games were and who they were playing when. Um, you could definitely see where there would be a possibility to have positive momentum built. 
um, you know, with the, the, the lighter season to start the schedule with those first four games, uh, we knew that there was an opportunity when you take on Georgia Tech, uh, you take on Murray State, you know, you, you uh, head down to uh, NC State as well as Boston College. You know, none of those guys, you know, is murderers row. So, if you know, we knew if we could just navigate those first four, that there would be a great opportunity for Louisville and to see them take advantage of it and do what they've done this year um, is just none short of outstanding. So, I mean, this is where we're at now, y'all. I mean, that Louisville has a legit opportunity. Um, if they win today, we're going to the ACC championship game. You, you, you knock off Miami, um, then you do that. But I, I think that it's apropos and I think it's fitting. Um, you know, unfortunately, we dropped the game Against Pittsburgh, which would have, of course, already if we won, if we had we won that game, we would already have our ticket punch. But I do think that it's a bit poetic um, that Louisville has to kind of climb a mountain that they've never climbed before um, to announce that you know what we're back and we're here to stay. Uh, and, and you know this Louisville football isn't your Scott Satterfield's Louisville football. Your Louisville football is not that Bobby Petrino 2.0 football where you had some great players, but not necessarily great teams. This is an opportunity to announce that you know University of Louisville is going to be a power um, in the college football landscape for years to come, uh, and that's just exciting. It's exciting to see. It's exciting to um, have that opportunity and that possibility out there. Um, you know, so I, I just I am so, so excited to see what can happen because I, I do think this that this is a statement. I, I really would love to see Louisville figure out a way to get this done on their own. Yes, Miami's not the you know, they're, they're not world beaters. They're only six and four um, overall and they're only two and four in the ACC. So, um, you know, record wise, team wise, um, this isn't the greatest Miami team, but it still is a brand and it is a brand name. And college football is still about brand names and if Louisville can go out there on ABC and beat a Miami team, that still holds weight, okay? That, that still means something in the grand scheme of things, that if Louisville can find a way to do that, people are going to be like, wow, look at what Louisville team, you know, look at this Louisville team did. They got it done. They're 10-1. and one. You know, they made it to the ACC championship game, and they beat Miami to do it. Like, that still means something. So, I mean, don't let that get by you. You know, anybody, whether it be, you know, Big Blue Nation haters or whatever, don't let anybody uh, even have that opportunity to say that this doesn't mean something or that Louisville's schedule is too light or whatever the bunch of whiny people that aren't in Louisville's position have to say. I mean, this, this is great. I mean, everybody wants to keep talking about the playoff possibilities. Playoff. Is it a chance, you know, if Louisville goes undefeated, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? You know, honestly, that's not my concern. I don't necessarily care that much about it. Like, while going to the playoff would be great, and, and you know, there's still going to be an opportunity for that to happen, um, the focus has always been the ACC championship game. And, and my my honest opinion, uh, you know, with Louisville and their opportunity, if they have a chance to get there, if they end up getting left out and they end up at number, uh, you know, five or number six and they don't make it in, you know, and Louisville does go 11-1 and one and then beat Florida State in the ACC championship game, I'm going to be fine with it. Um, you know, with, with the opportunity to play in a playoff, be you know, being right there, would that be, you know, would it suck? I don't necessarily think it would suck. I mean, it was just – it was the way that the season ended up turning out when you lose to Pittsburgh. And at the end of the day, um, 
that game happened. Uh, you know, Louisville went out there on the road and unfortunately kind of got away from their identity. Um, you know, I, I don't think Coach Brown coached the greatest game in the world. I, I just thought he was way too pass happy and way too pass centric, uh, especially for the conditions. And then the fact that Jack Plummer um, is not the guy that you want going out there throwing 30 or 40 passes. Um, and they just kind of got, you know, sometimes you kind of lose yourself a little bit and sometimes you just kind of get into a rut. And that's what happened. I mean, but you know what? That's fine. Um, you know, when you can talk about that and that's the only loss on the season, especially for your first year and especially looking at the personnel that you're dealing with in those positions. I mean, the fact that Jeff Brom has been able to, to, do, to do what he's done this year, considering the inconsistent play that he's gotten at the, at the quarterback position is none short of outstanding. I mean. You know, there was opportunities where, you know, Louisville could have found ways to lose games on the road at Georgia Tech, could have found a way to lose games on the road versus Indiana and Indianapolis. There was, way, you know, places where they could have lost versus NC State, okay, as well as Virginia a couple weeks ago. There were opportunities there, but um, he has found a way, and these kids have found a way to, you know, suck it up and get it done when they needed to, and that's Jack Plummer included. Yeah, Plummer has been, in my personal opinion uh, – Maybe the worst of all the starting players on either side of the ball. Um, you know, he he unfortunately, uh, while he's done some good things, has done a lot of things uh, that have put his team in some very difficult positions. But even he has been able to circle the wagons, uh, you know, put his big boy pants on, and then make plays when they're needed. Uh, and that's to be commended. You know, like I'm not going to go over the moon and say that that Jack is great. And, you know, like some people want to do the whole, well, you know, Jack Plummer's the you know the reason that Louisville's nine and one right now. I'm like, well. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think Jack Plummer has helped the team get to 9-1, and one, uh, but Jack Plummer has also been the biggest reason uh, that Louisville's been put in some very difficult situations. I mean, let's be honest with it. His turnovers have absolutely put Louisville in some very rough spots when they didn't necessarily need to be there, uh, and that's all on him. Okay, That's not about anything else. It's not about the offensive line being bad. It's not about um, – you know, your running backs putting the ball on the carpet. It's not about uh, the wide receivers having just a tremendous amount of drops. Have they dropped some passes that they should have caught? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, Jack's turnovers have been the primary reason that Louisville has had struggles in games. And it is what it is. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a good dude. I, I enjoy talking to him in the press conferences. Um, you know, I, I enjoy meeting with him. I think he has a wonderful demeanor. I think that he could definitely be a coach. Uh, down the road, I could see him being a part of uh, Coach Brahms coaching staff uh, after he gets done here if he doesn't have the opportunity to play at the next level or once his time playing at the next level is over. Um, I, I think that he could be a wonderful asset. He seems to be very, very intelligent. Uh, he seems to know this and understand the scheme very well. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, his level of play versus his level of understanding, there's a bit of a delineation there. I think that he definitely knows what to do, um, but you know the actions sometimes get caught up with him he, where he doesn't necessarily execute. That's all right. I mean, as he's for the first year to have what Louisville's had, I am going to be eternally grateful for what he did for this university this year. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I trust Jeff Brom's ability to evaluate the quarterback position. Uh, and if, you know, coach says that none of these other guys are ready, you know, I would have loved to see some of these guys get an opportunity. I mean, yes, your, your window and your ability is limited with a guy like Brock Doman. Uh, it's very limited with a guy like, uh, Mr. Uh, Conley, who just only comes in to run the wildcat for some reason. <laughs> um, you know, that, that you know, Pierce Clarkson is a super, super young dude. So, you know, coach didn't really want to put 
um, him in that position to have to go out there and make plays. But, you know, you would have liked to see um, some of those guys, you know, some of the younger guys, be it a Brady Allen, um, be it a Pierce Clarkson, at least have some opportunity to get some reps. I would have loved to see that. Coach didn't think that was the best thing to do. And you know what? He's the captain of the ship. He's got this Louisville team at 9-1. I am going to, you know, defer to him. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to bow to his – uh, his opinion on that, and, and that's fine. I mean, that, you know, we don't have to always agree on things, but, you know, at the end of the day, he decided he wanted to hitch his wagon and just completely focus in on allowing Jack to do his thing. And Louisville's 9-1, so it hasn't necessarily hurt them um, to the point to where they don't have an opportunity to play for an ACC championship game. So at the end of the day, that's the mission. So you get that mission completed, you get the props for that. And, and you know, Jack – Plummer is the quarterback of the team that's currently having the greatest season in Louisville football history. So that's <laughs> there's a lot to be said for that. Okay, so um, you know, just uh, super super excited to see what's going to happen. I think that um, you know I, I need to to check my my, my weather my weather app. We're, we're gonna go to to weather.com and see what's going on. I know that it's been raining um, in uh, you know South Florida here. Pretty much most of the week, so you know I, I I've been worried about you know the the lingering of of the rain. I know that um, you know especially down there in Miami, it's kind of one of those things where there's always a chance of rain. Like those little rain pocket rainstorms uh, kind of pop up whenever. Um, but you know it's it's one of those things where you just hope that especially with Louisville's history um, that they don't have uh, that 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 you know that that deluge like you had up there in Pittsburgh and as long as they don't have that um I think they'll be all right I know that that there's been a lot of talk and conversation about um you know chance of rain showers and chances uh for those types of things but all in all it should be pretty decent out there um you know they they have it listed at least the the AccuWeather listing uh, on ESPN shows uh sunny uh, you know partly cloudy uh, 79 degrees. So, I mean, it doesn't look like there's any sort of rain in the forecast as of right now, but we're going to keep an eye on that. I, I want it to be as clear as possible <laughs> for this game today because I, I do think that ball security um, is probably going to be um, the the most important – you know, th- that's going to be probably the most important factor for us, right, is going to be um, taking care of – the football. Uh, I really do think, you know, whether it be the running backs, whether it be, uh, you know, Jack uh, getting rid of the ball if he doesn't have anything there and just throwing it out of bounds. Like, I, I, I am one that really and truly believes you don't necessarily need the offense to go out there and be great. You know, I, I don't think they have to go out there and it just has to be completely, um, you know, he does have to go out there and just win the game, period. Um, I think it's one of those situations uh, where if he can just go out there, manage the game, uh, I think that Louisville's going to be in a wonderful spot to win this because I just I don't think the same thing I said about Pittsburgh is the same thing I'll say about uh, you know uh, Miami is that I just don't feel if you don't turn the ball over and you give Miami a short field and give them the opportunity to score um, in the uh, uh, you know, just to be able to score in the red zone, like give them the ball basically in the red zone, give them the ball at the 50-yard line or the 40-yard line going in. Um, I just don't think they can score enough to be able to win the game. I mean, that that is that is my honest opinion on that. I, I just feel like Louisville's defense has been so good and they've been so consistent that if you can go out there and you can do that, 
um, you're going to be good to go. So, you know, that's where we're at right now. Uh, Everything's looking good. I'm looking at weather.com. Right now, it's 74 degrees and cloudy uh, in Miami. Uh, You know, looking at at all the things that I I am. That's one thing I'll tell y'all that you all may not know about me. I'm an absolute weather nerd. Like anytime I'm planning a trip, anytime I'm going anywhere, I love to see uh, and and take a look at what's going on. And when I look at the at the at the radar right now, y'all, I don't see any rain anywhere around the uh, the Miami Coral Gables area. So uh, you know we don't see any of that that green on the radar. So I think we're gonna be good. Um, you know everything right now looks like uh, should be pretty much clear um, throughout. You know the the uh, weather projections look good. So it doesn't look like rain will be a factor at all as we get this game kicked off at, at twelve noon. Uh, you know so at least from uh, what weather.com is predicting. Uh, doesn't look like there's going to be any rain showers out there, so that's a beautiful thing. That puts my heart at ease <laughs> because it's it's been raining hard down there all week. It's it's been darn near a monsoon back on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so you know I was very very concerned about weather conditions, field conditions. Um, but with that being a pro stadium, I, I would expect that um, it should drain pretty well, and we should have a pretty normal track out there. Um, so you know that that's going to be uh, that's going to be where we're at, man. Like, I, I just, I am so, so excited to get this game on. I'm very actually happy, very that the game, uh, very happy that the game is at noon. That is one thing that I did not want to do today. Like, if they would have decided, you know what, we're going to put Louisville, Miami on prime time, we're going to put them at eight o'clock on ABC, I would have hated that. I would have hated that. Sitting around all day, watching everybody else play, waiting for that game. Uh, you know, I, th- I feel like the crowd would be very much more into it. Um, at an eight, 8 o'clock game, especially in Miami because, you know, that's a party city. That's what those people do. Um, that I just feel like that is just ripe for shenanigans to happen. Like, I just feel like, you know, you have a noon kickoff. It's an early kick. You know, most people that, that are going to the game, especially the local fans, they're still going still gonna to be a little sleepy. They're not going to necessarily be into it. They've been out partying in South Beach all night. Uh, it's going to take them a little bit to get lathered up and get into it. I feel like the Louisville fans are going to have a pretty nice contingent down there. Ashton Gelati has said basically his whole family is going to be there. His, you know, all his friends and family network. Louisville, of course, does have a lot of um, you know South Florida guys on the uh, on the team already. Louisville recruits that area very heavily. Uh, who knows? T.J. Capers may have some people down there. Um, you know, there might be all kind of th- folks going on. You know, having. Uh, fam, family there so with the fact that the Miami fans are going to be a little bit drowsy um, and then you know you have uh, what's going on uh, with you know Louisville bringing so many fans I think it could be not necessarily a balanced crowd but I definitely think that it'll be a crowd where Louisville will hear hear their cheers in the you know in in the uh, stadium so I think that's huge. I think that's huge for, for the confidence of the team. I think it's going to be huge from a motivational standpoint to get those guys in the right mindset. And Louisville can make something happen that they've not made happen before. It was unbelievable. You know, until uh, cra- crack, Lord, Satterfield, until Satterfield went down and beat uh, UCF at UCF, Louisville had never won a game uh, in the state of Florida um, outside of the um, – what was that? The the bowl game that Charlie Strong won, uh, but a regular season game they had not won a, a game 
uh, in the state of Florida uh, in, during the regular season until uh, Satterfield went down there and knocked off UCF. That was the first time that that had happened. So, I mean, the state of Florida has definitely been a place that has had a lot of uh, pitfalls uh, since Louisville, you know, has started playing football. It's always been a difficult place uh, for them to get victories and to get wins, whether it be in Georgia, whether it be in Florida. Um, so just the opportunity to do something that they've, you know, very rarely done and to be able to do that, to be able to punch their ticket um, to the, uh, you know, to, to the conference championship game. I just feel like that's huge, man. So uh, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead. We're going to hit our first break. When we come back on the other side, uh, you know, the, we're going to go ahead and get Haven Harrington's thoughts on everything. I want to hear what he has to say about just Louisville, how he's feeling today, um, you know, what, what he thinks they need to do well, uh, what he likes about Miami, what he doesn't like, and much, much more. So I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and get this. This is Rashawn Myers. This is Wake Up 502. This is the Big X, and we'll be back on 96.1 FM. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. The second segment of the day, Wake Up 502, 96.1 FM. Little Gloria Estefan, Miami Sound Machine, taking y'all back, man. It's classics. I love my Miami grooves. Now, Haven Harrington joining me. Haven, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing really good, but you're playing the wrong Miami music. I'm playing the wrong Miami music. What you want, some Uncle Luke? <laughs> yeah, you know I do. <laughs> what? Look, look here. There's a lot of different sounds and flavors to Miami. So, yeah, you know, but, I, but, but you know what? Only one matters, and that's Uncle Luke. <laughs> Here you go. Look, I'm Uncle Luke's the, the king of Miami. Come I, on now. It's, it's true, but, you know, I'm not trying to get thrown off the airways either. You know, that is uh, also true. Yeah. It's hard to find a clean version <laughs> of any of his songs. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want uh, Uncle Luke to get us thrown out be our last day on, on <laughs> the Big X. Uh, but, hey, man, so glad that, that you can join us on this wonderful, uh, a hopefully, ACC championship ticket punching Saturday. Uh, you know, I hope that's the way that ends up. But, uh, you know, we, we've been uh, chatting a little bit about kind of the big picture stuff, uh, you know, with the, the game, uh, you know, with the Louisville-Miami game and just kind of what's um, on the line and just the opportunities that Louisville has and what just continues to be an amazing season. Like, give me your thoughts as you wake up this morning and you get ready. We are T-minus two hours and about 25 minutes uh, from the kick. Uh, how are you feeling? You know, I, I feel 
nervous about this game. Uh, you know, historically, Louisville hasn't played well in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I believe their all-time record in, in playing in Miami is like oh six and and one. Yeah, I think Louisville still only has one win in the state of Florida during the regular season, and that was, like I said, a couple years ago uh, when Satterfield came down here and beat UCF. I believe that's the only regular season win they have in the state of Florida. I believe that is correct. Um, so that that kind of makes me nervous. Uh, what also makes, makes me nervous is Jack Plummer all time, including his time at Purdue and at uh, uh, USC, or not USC, uh, California. Is four six and one against the spread on road and neutral site games. Yes, I saw uh, that stat. Yes, which means that he is not the best road or neutral site quarterback. And with the uh, with how good Miami's front seven is, but conversely, how their secondary is kind of suspect. This is a game that you would think that you could really highlight Jack Plummer, but. I'm just not sure how much we're going to highlight Jack Plummer still. Um, you know, Brom tried to do it against Virginia, and it didn't quite work out well. I had to go back to running game to kind of generate some more offense to, to stabilize what was going on. So those are the kind of things that make me nervous. Uh, what does make me nervous is that Louisville tends to pack their defense, regardless if they're at home or away. Yes. So that's, that's always a good thing when you can pack your defense because I always give you a chance. Uh, you can win a ton of games just on defense alone. So – yeah, and, you know, I was hoping that, you know, they had been talking about Jarvis Brownlee, of course, Louisville standout cornerback. Um, he's been out for the, the last few weeks. Um, you know, I, I remember when he – the last game he played, I believe, was against Duke. He played at the beginning of that game and went out there and defensed the pass and kind of fell down in pain. He's been dealing, uh, you know, with that lower leg injury. Um, and, you know, we, I was hoping that they were going to be able to get him back today. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, uh, but you still will have uh, Quincy Riley, uh, Storm Duck, uh, Devin Neal, and the rest of those guys in the secondary. Uh, Josh Minkins seems to be getting healthier. Um, so, you know, I definitely think that uh, health-wise, Louisville's not doing that bad outside of Brownlee. Um, so I think they should be good there. But, you know, as I look, Haven, at this Miami team, uh, I don't necessarily think that the wide receiver, the group of wide receivers that the Canes have, have necessarily been that explosive. I, you know, is that a, a position where we're going to have to worry about a lot, especially with, you know, Tyler Van Dyke coming back and, you know, being back in the saddle after uh, the young guy from Miami gets hurt right there at the end of the game versus FSU last week? Um, you know, is this a Miami team that's really going to be a big time threat during, uh, you know, through the air? It doesn't really seem like they do a bunch. I mean, uh, Restrepo, the, um, the, the slot guy is kind of their main weapon. He's got 60 catches on the year. He's um, a beast. But, you know, outside of him, it doesn't really seem like Miami is a big time vertical threat, are they? Oh, no, no. Uh, they're not much of a big time vertical threat, even though the guy you just mentioned who's now about to butcher up. Yeah, uh, Restrepo, that guy. <laughs> he now 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 he is a legit threat, a, a legit deep threat that can that can house it. Yeah, great hands, great speed. Reminds you of some of those uh, Miami wide receivers are old. No, now, now Miami has been kind of troubled at the quarterback spot. Yes, uh, throughout the season has been really up and down, which has kind of really hurt the Canes. Uh, Van Dyke came in and kind of stayed the ship a little bit against Florida State mm -hmm. and seemed to play pretty well. Um, 
I think Florida State, I mean, I think Miami got hosed on a couple of really, really bad calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the ACC refs, just like Duke got, I believe, got hosed by a couple of really bad calls, like horrendously bad calls. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, like, what Miami team shows up. Luckily, you know, Miami's at home, and home field, like, Miami really doesn't have a home field advantage. I was going to say, is it really a home field advantage? <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. It's like, there's never really a, a home field advantage for Miami, right? They 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 never packed a stadium. It's never sold out. Um, it, it, it doesn't really get loud and, and raucous down in South Beach, especially at noon. I, I really don't see it being super loud and raucous, especially after, you know, you just lost to your arch rival, uh, Florida State. Uh, so I don't think that'd be an issue. But, you know, what's always going to be an issue is it's going to be their front seven. Yeah. And if Miami can find a way to slow Louisville's running attack down, um, that may cause some problems that may open up some opportunities for uh, the Canes. Yeah, and, and I think, like, for, for me, hey, even, like, that, that's where – I I think that I agree with you. Um, you know, Miami does have a very good front seven, um, and they're, they're going to be able to put some pressure on the quarterback. Ruben Bain, who was a big-time recruit for the University of Louisville, um, you know, we thought that, that there was an opportunity that Bain may end up committing. Uh, he did, of course, end up committing to Miami. He's been outstanding uh, on that front line uh, for Miami since getting there. I mean, you know, just – uh, 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 wreaking havoc, six and a half sacks. He's tied for the lead in sacks uh, for Miami as a true freshman, which is just outstanding to be able to do that. Um, he's got a couple of forced fumbles as well. Um, he's been a, a big time playmaker for them. So we understand that you know this is going to be a game where I, I think that Louisville has to be selective. I know you talked about this is a game where you you would see Jack Plummer have the opportunity to be featured. But I think this is a game where it almost tells you, let's go ahead and lean on the running game, even if you're only getting two, three, four yards per carry. Like, I think this should be an Isaac Garendo game where, yes, we're going to run the ball first down. We're going to probably maybe play action from here at here and there on second down. And, you know, then we're going to be in – uh, hopefully third and manageable and may, maybe use the short passing game to move the sticks. But I think it's going to be a game where it's okay to punt. Like I think that you're going to have to almost beat into the heads of the, of the team. It's all right to punt. It's all right to, you know, flip the field. Like this is going to be a field possession, time of possession game. Like I, I feel like that's the best way to play it. Like is that the way you look at it? Because I don't necessarily want to see Louisville taking a bunch of chances because I feel like that's what they did in the – Pittsburgh game is that they were like, well, you know, the Pittsburgh secondary isn't great, so there's opportunities down the field. So we're going to kind of put Jack out here. We're going to roll him out. We're going to, you know, give him a chance for some deep shots, and that kind of put Louisville in trouble. I think that this is a game where you want to be conservative, and then if there's an opportunity off of a play fake, a misdirection, to hit a big play in spots, I think that's the better play here today. Like, Do you agree with that? Is that what you see? Yeah, so what, what I see is this, and, and this is what I see for Louisville this year, the rest of the season. Yes, sir. <clears throat> You're running team. Run the damn ball. Yeah. And it's that simple. Even they put eight in the box, run the ball. Now, I know that doesn't sound – I know that sounds kind of counterproductive, like, what, loading up the box. Why are you still running? Because you're running team. That's what you do. But even they put eight in the box, there's still ways you can run against an eight-man front. Yes. And one of those ways is – you spread them out, put three, four wide receivers out there, spread them out, and then you can still run the ball. So that there's ways to 
run the ball even against the eight-man front. Uh, there's ways to run the ball without actually having to run the ball, right? Like uh, like the short pass, quick passing game? Like get, get, getting it out to you know no. Chris Bell on the perimeter, quick pass? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, like, like the screens to your running backs, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, wheel routes, uh, you know, things, things of that nature. Still consider runs because you're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, uh, but still have the same effect as you're running the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get get put the ball in the hands of your of your playmakers, the guys who got you here, and the guys who got you here are, are Garendo and uh, Jordan. So keep the ball in their hands, keep it moving, keep them trickling the ball down the field like you have been, three four yards of carry, and just pound them out, pound them out. Because one thing that also does is. By pounding them out, if you can get three to four yards of carry, you start to wear down that defensive line, right? Right. You start to wear down that pass rush. So then you can get those quick hitters, those quick slants, uh, those out routes that kind of easy to throw that you know Jack Plummer does pretty well on. They kind of get him warmed up, and that keeps the defense honest. But at the end of the day, you are a running team. Run the damn ball. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you, and I mean that's the biggest thing for me. Um, is that you just don't want to see any situations where you have to just let Plummer sit back there on these long developing pass play where you're going to need four and a half, five seconds for him to stand there in the pocket to be able to make something happen. Because more times than not, when he's had to stand back there for long, to, you know, long moments of time, you end up seeing him kind of get the happy feet. Now he's trying to, you know, break contain and make something happen with his feet. And anytime Jack Plummer tries to run in that type of situation, it usually doesn't end up working out very well. Like the the whole when Jack Plummer's brain flips to okay, let me make a play to get out here and see if I can extend the play. That's never really worked very well for him. Like there's been opportunities on design rollouts where he's made some good decisions with the okay, I'm rolling out to my right. Let me pump fake the, the the defender and then get what I can down the field. Like on design rollouts, he's been pretty good. But the whole the play is in the pocket and now I'm trying to escape the pocket to scramble, that's when most of Plummer's biggest issues have happened. Like I would like to see him anytime there's a play where it's a setup in the pocket, if it's not there, you know, I know I'm gonna sound like old oh, man, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. If it's not there, throw the ball away. Uh, yeah, don't don't laugh at me, Haven. Uh, but, you know, like, I, that's the type of game I feel like we need to have today. If it's not there, just chuck it. You know, get rid of the ball, live to fight another down, don't make the mistake. Like, I don't want to see Jack Plummer scrambling at all today. Like, let's just not scramble. Can that just not be a part of the game plan? Because I think back to Louisville in that 7-0 game. They come out against Pittsburgh. They take the first drive down, score. They get the stop on Pittsburgh. Um, they're coming back down. They're in scoring position again. Got the ball at the 25-yard line. You know, Jack Plummer tries to make a scramble out of the pocket because the play that he wants not there on second and seven. He's, he's trying to run out to the left, gets hit, fumbles the ball, gives Pittsburgh the ball back. And from that point on, that game was a lot more uncomfortable than it needed to be because that was kind of the first play that gave Pittsburgh life to whereas if you chuck it on second down and then you either run it or go for another, you know, safe pass on third for third down and at least you get three points out of that drive, it's a 10 nothing score and the tenor of that game is a lot different in Pittsburgh, you know? And I like that's the thing that he's going to have to get out of his mind. Like, I understand that when he was at California last year, you were playing on a team where you had to go out there and make plays, 
because you didn't necessarily have the personnel around you to really help win the game. You don't have to do that at Louisville. And I know Jack said he's always – he talked about in the press conference, Haven, where he said that, you know, I've never been in a situation where we didn't have to pass it a bunch to win. And, and I think he kind of gets into that mode of – he, he, he starts to press, and you can see yes. when he really starts to press. Uh, you mentioned the Pittsburgh game. It was like when he threw that interception. Oh, God, it was a horrible interception where um, you, know, you had, I think it was Jamari Thrash on a slant route. Yes. But the, like their six-foot-five linebacker was like literally right in front of him, and he tries to throw it over the guy anyway, but the guy's like right in front of the receivers. Like you, no, that was the Virginia game. That was Virginia, that, game. That, that was Virginia game, yes. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like he's like right there. Like how, like how did you miss him? Like he's standing like right, right in front of you. He's, he's huge. He's, <laughs> he's right, literally right in front of you. And you throw it straight to him for a pick six. Right? He, he thought he had the arm strength to get that past that guy. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't think, at that point, I don't even think it's the arm strength. I think he thought he could like just loop it over. The guy, yeah, and, and, and get it there that way. I, I think that's literally what he was thinking. It's like I could just like, throw it over, over top, and no, and threw like, it right to him. Yeah, and throw it right to him because you know you can't throw it over top. You know, it, it's just things like that. You know, he presses so much. Yeah, when it's and, the, when and, there's no need to, right? Yeah, like, and, and but you couple that pressing with a lot of, um, you know, you couple that pressing with a lot of him being a very pseudo accurate quarterback. And it, I like pseudo accurate. Yes, and and just becomes like a bad mix. <laughs> Texas says, "Is Haven saying Mammy or Miami? <laughs> Pick one." That's Actually, funny. I want to say it's just the bottom. <laughs> I like that. That's what it is. It's just the bottom. <laughs> but you know, with that being said, you no, know, he he presses too much, and then you know, like I said, he's a pseudo accurate quarterback. He's He's not the most accurate of guys. He tends to underthrow guys quite a bit, um, which you know leads a lot of interceptions and just incomplete passes on what should have been easy completions. Yeah, it feels like like one out of every three passes that he throws is going to be pretty much inaccurate. <laughs> like he he'll usually have two good throws and then a bad throw, and then two good throws and a bad throw, then a bad decision, and then a bad throw, and then two good throws. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where Jack is. Like, he's never just terrible. Like, there's so many great passes that he throws where it's like, you know, nice on time, on target. But then he'll just have, you know, skip it in the dirt, throw it into triple coverage. You know, like there was a play early in the Virginia game uh, last week where he throws the ball. Like, literally, Jamari Thrash is running down the field, and there's two safeties and a corner surrounding him and he tries to throw a jump ball to thrash in the middle of those three guys it's like bro what did you see there that you thought that that was a good decision you know and 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 i'm not trying to say jack is a bad quarterback because he's not he's not a bad quarterback he's just a and the stats bear this out right like if you look at all his stats and compare him to other college quarterbacks he is average yeah He's not good. He's not bad. He's just average. Yes. Um, and when you're trying to play for ACC championships, you kind of want 
a at least a good quarterback. They're not even a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. But we have a an average guy who who starts a quarterback. Actually, honestly, Haven, I think he's above average. But I think that why his numbers look average is because he makes so many. He makes you know several you know four five six seven bad decisions that it kind of kills his numbers, right? So if you have a guy who's sixteen touchdowns, nine interceptions, well. You know, five of those nine interceptions just became on just criminally bad decisions. And if you take away those criminally bad decisions, you have an above average, one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. Like, it's not like he's just consistently just okay. He's like above average most of the time, but then he just makes some of the most boneheaded decisions that the average quarterbacks don't make. So it's a very Jack Plummer is a very weird guy when it comes comes to the quarterback position because honestly I think he makes a lot of great plays and a lot of great throws but then he'll just have it like it's like Jekyll and Hyde you know and he just turns into just Mister Please what you know for the love of goodness what are you doing type things you know what I mean like it's like watching Plummer is very it's always it's been interesting all year because this is just like. I don't know what we're going to get. I don't know if we're going to get the guy who looks like a, you know, an all-conference type guy for, for two or three plays, and then it looks like a dude that you wouldn't want starting, your, you know, running your scout team quarterback. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, it's very – I don't even – I don't know if Louisville – has Louisville ever had a quarterback like that? Like, the, you know, like a guy like Jack? I, I can't think of one. Maybe Adam Froman. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Adam Froman, but – but you said it, why Jack is an an average quarterback, like why he comes out to be a statistically yes average guy. average guy because yes. he's like once again you look at the numbers and you watch him play and it's like man this guy looks pretty good and then it's like oh <laughs> yes. okay that's yeah. why his numbers look the way they do that's yes. why he doesn't have more passing touchdowns more yards because in this offense with these wide receivers you would think that he would have almost 200 plus yards a game like like in wins instead of having what on our during our our, our wins he's like 146 150 yards yes just not pedestrian but you know not yes it's, it's, it's not as good as it should be yeah and, and but but it's not stellar you know yeah it's just you know it's just like this kind of ends yeah, up meh you know it's like a 12 14 <laughs> you know yeah, you know. Intern Roman said uh, Cal Bolin is is the you know the, the guy that he thinks of might be you know one of those people that's you know uh, I, I would agree like Cal Bolin was just 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 all right like yeah. what, you know yeah 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 no I agree with you he's like yeah just kind of that up and down kind of like Cal could make some good plays and then other plays is like just please go sit down somewhere please. Uh, yeah, like, like to me, like when I think, I, I think of uh, Brock Doman. Like that's a dude that's just an extra average quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to do anything great. He's not going to do anything terrible. He's just going to kind of just be, just be. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like Jack's better than that. Like Jack at his best is a is a very good quarterback, but then he just you know complements it by just having just some of the absolutely worst plays you can make. I've just, I, it's a very weird, 
It's a very weird, weird dichotomy with, with him. So, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, like it or not, a lot of what happens today is going to be on him because you're going to have to throw the ball in opportunities. But the thing is, you're just going to have to make good decisions. You can't, like you said, it is pressing and him just allowing the pressure to get to him and just losing his mind because Reuben Bain is breathing down your throat. That's going to, you know, even if you have to take the sack, if you just need to cover the ball up, take the sack, live to fight another day, just – just you know, just go yeah, down, bro. Do you know? but, but then again, but you know, but take the dive, rock. You know, but that's why I say it's you have to you have to find a way to run the ball, even if they put ten in a box. Yes, you have to find a way to run the ball because running the ball is the only way we're going to win. And how do I know this? Because that's the only way we've won so far this year is yeah. running the ball. Now, here's the thing: like we can't get in love with. Like, like like with big plays, right? Because Jeff sometimes has a habit of saying, like, man, look, we're not getting the big the big run the plays. The big chunk plays, yeah. The big chunk plays, and he kind of gets down on the running game, right? But you, you can't do that. Even with that, you got to stay with the run, right? Even if you're not getting those super big chunk plays, you know, you still got to do it. You still got to hang with the run game. Just trust in your run game to, to bring you through because you got talented running backs. You got – Three uber talented running backs, and you know Jawar and, and Garendo have have proven to both be home run hitters, right? Guys, they can they can take a, a crease, and seventy five yards later you got a touchdown. So, what if you do? Just stay the course. If you're just getting two to three yards of carry, that's fine. Stay the course because that opens up easier uh, passes for Jack Plummer to complete, which is usually your play-action pass, right? Yeah. Sticking the gut, you pull it back out, you catch somebody deep over the middle. Uh, You have to feature other receivers besides Jamari uh, Thrash because Jack tends just to focus on him and him only kind of leave everybody else out. So you got to make sure he spreads the ball around when he he does throw the ball. And I think you you can be successful. You can be very successful against this Hurricane team. And you don't have to come out there and win, right? You don't need to be John United. I, I think the key that's the key word, right, Haven, is patience. Like that's the thing that Louisville has to have is patience. That's what costs I, I believe that's what cost us the Pittsburgh game. Yes. Was lack of patience. I I believe Jeff and he did the same thing against Virginia, right? He came out there thinking, Okay, look, this is obviously a weak team. We can come out here. Yes, let's throw it around. Get, yeah, I can throw it around. You know, this is <clears throat> a competition we should easily beat. I'm going to let Jack come out here and do his thing. We're going to throw the ball around like 30, 40 times, get him warmed up. I'm, I'm going to need Jack late in the season. Against these two defenses, he should be able to go. And it, it, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I definitely think this is that is going to be the key word, is that if Louisville can stay patient, I know that it works against every fiber in Brahms being to just want to go out there and be a conservative game-managing play caller, but I, I think that's what you have to do. And I think that he learned a lot. You know, um, I, I when I asked him in the press conference if, you know, the lessons that he learned in Pittsburgh, if that was something that helped him in terms of the play calling, as well as the players making plays in that game, uh, to get it done versus uh, Virginia, you know, versus what happened in Pittsburgh where they kind of didn't have that patience and completely let that fluster them, um, you know, if that was where the biggest difference was and why they were able to come back and win that game. And he was like, yeah, I just think that we just kind of st- got stayed calm, steady the ship, and do what we needed to do. 
you know, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And it may not be fun. It may be, it may not be sexy. And we may not go out there and throw for three or four hundred yards and have seven or eight touchdowns. But we don't need to win that way. And and I think that's the biggest thing that Louisville needs to to learn and understand is that you don't have to be that super exciting team to be able to to get this win and at the end of the day it's about you know getting to that acc championship game and winning that you know winning the thing that's what it takes to get there so you know what we are at the end of hour number one hour number two coming straight at you uh you are listening to wake up 502 rashawn myers haven harrington intern roman will be back on 96.1 Welcome back in. This is Wake Up 502, 96.1 FM. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington taking care of you this morning. Intern Roman is now captaining the ship. This is his uh, initial maiden voyage in, in, in the captain's chair producing this fine effort. So we'll see how he does with that. Uh, but uh, Haven Harrington, it's good to see your face. I can actually see you now. I'm in the other studio sitting in with you. I, I'm trusting Roman not to get us thrown off the air and the you know, mess up everything. Now nah, I'm just playing. Roman's going to do a wonderful job. He, he's doing awesome. Roman, uh, I don't know if you in there, uh, the, you know, working. You might be answering phones or something, but, you know, you can always uh, chime in if you have any, any thoughts. But a good first conversation for the first hour, Haven Harrington. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's that's the whole thing, man. Like, when I look at everything that's happening with this, this Louisville football team, um, I, I do think that that's the, the name of the game is patience. Patience from the, the coaching staff and patience from Jack Plummer to just allow things to develop and to allow uh, the opportunities to come about without trying to force the issue. If they don't force the issue and they don't turn the ball over, this is another game. I said it last night, um, you know, that I didn't think – or I said it, the, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh game. I said it the, the the Duke game. I said it the Virginia game. Is that I don't feel if this Louisville team doesn't give these guys games, I don't think that those teams can can win. I don't think they can beat them. You know, I, like you just take care of your business and you'll be fine. And and I think that that's the road to, that's the road to hoe, right? It's just slow and steady wins the race. Sometimes you got to be the tortoise, right? Like Jeff Brown wants to be the hare at all times, but sometimes you got to be the tortoise, and, it, and it'll be okay. You know, it's it's just one of those things that you just have to be who you are, and just realize who who you are as a team, what you do well, what you don't do well, and then just be you. Try you know you don't have to be anybody else. You just have to be you, and I think that's what Louisville's learning this year. You know, just to be who you are. Yeah. This is your identity. Your identity is as and as much as Jeff may hate it, your identity is you are a running team. Run the damn ball. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean that's that's the biggest thing. Just run the football, be conservative, um, you know, take what the defense gives you and, and you'll be fine. 
And as long as you just have that patience, um, I, I think you'll be where you want to be. A texter says, uh, 502-414-1450, says, Good morning, Wake Up 502, main event, Jeff Brahms Culture. He says, here's my prediction. Louisville 2017 on a last-second field goal. Um, uh, I, I, you know what? I I like it. Uh, that you know, if that's a, that's the low scoring type of game, like that would make me nervous. <laughs> I don't know. Like Brock Travelstead, you know, has been okay. He, he's been a college kicker. I don't know what you're going to get out of Brock from kick to kick. <laughs> it's been a lot more of an adventure than I would have liked. He's been a college kicker. Yeah. He's a college kicker. You just never know. Oh, yeah, it, it he, is. He may hit a 53-yarder. Well, he may not. Yeah, he may miss a 25-yarder. You just never know. Yeah, it's definitely been an adventure. Like, you know, Brock, Brock has been a guy that um, has not been consistent. I, I would definitely say that. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what happens with, with him. I, I like the 2017. As long as Louisville wins, like, this is once again another one of those games, like the Virginia game. I don't care about style points. I didn't care about it, you know, at all. Louisville just needed to win the game. At this point, you know, you're in the top ten in the playoff rankings. You don't have to worry about style points anymore. If you win, you're going to continue to go up in the rankings. The biggest thing is you just can't lose. The hardest thing is getting to the position that Louisville's in now. Now that you're in this position, you're good to go. Just go out there and just keep winning games. That's it. You know, I, I you know, so that, that that's where we're at. So I, I like it. Twenty seventeen. Uh, Texter also says, um, rate these coaches from best to worst. Haven, Scott Satterfield, Ron Cooper, Steve Cragthorpe, and Kenny Payne. <laughs> that's mean. You got, got three. You know what? I'll rank them. Oh God. Give me those names again. Scott Satterfield, number one. Ron Cooper. Okay. Steve Cragthorpe. Okay. Kenny Payne. Okay, so let's go Scott Sasso number one, Crackthorpe number two, Cooper number three, and Kenny Payne dead last. <laughs> really? I, I, you know what? Honestly, I probably would have put Ron Cooper number number two on that list. I would have put him ahead of Crackthorpe. He at least had like a, one of the best defenses Louisville's ever had. You know, he, he, he did, but – Like Crackthorpe never really did the best of anything ever. No, no he didn't, but he was never <laughs> like one in anything. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He was not won anything, and Kenny's dead last because at least Ron Cooper played defense. All those coaches won more games than Kenny Payne in a season, and they're football coaches. <laughs> At one point, yes. <laughs> so, oh, Kenny, I, you know what? I, I've tried. I've look, look. I even came into hour number two still trying to talk a little bit of football. I mean, look, Lou has a big game on Sunday. We play tech. Okay, you know, okay. <laughs> so 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 here's the thing, right? I'm not about to be like every other radio show and be like, oh well, you know, you know, if, if Louisville started uh, Tyler and you know, because he he's shown that he's pretty good. I think we I think we have something there if we did that, and you know, I also think if we started and move this guy around, and if we move that guy around, you know, I think I, I like that lineup. No, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm just not because at this point, it, it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't. The, the die is set. We are who we are, and it just is who it, it, it is. It is what it is, right? We just are who we are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? No, I, I think when I went out there and I watched the Coppin State game on Wednesday, um, it was not pretty. Um, it was one of those games where 
Louisville won the game by 20. But literally, when I watched both teams play, it looked like they were both the same team. The both the, the same amount of, of errors, the same amount of just kind of disorganization, the same amount of, uh, you know, kind of doing anything. But the only difference was Louisville just had way better talent. So they were able to kind of trip and fall their way uh, to a 20-point lead. But, like, it was one of those games where I don't necessarily think um, there was anything – special that Louisville did out there. It was like, I, I've never seen, I, and I said this that night, I said, I've never seen a game where you can have a Louisville team that won by 20 points, and I really don't think anybody played that well. Like, I, I felt like um, Mike James was pretty good. You know, Mike James was pretty consistent, pretty solid. He was 4 of 7 from the field, hit a 3, um, you know, had 4 or 5 rebounds, a couple of assists, you know, and just did had a solid Mike James quote-unquote game. You know, and, and like outside of him, everybody else was pretty bad. But they just, because of who they were playing and just how bad Coppin State was, they ended up kind of, <laughs> you know, fits and starts their way to a 20 point win just because Coppin State literally started three guys in the starting lineup that couldn't dribble. Like, literally couldn't dribble. Like, they, those guys were kicking the ball off their own feet, they were dribbling it out of bounds. Um, that's the worst basketball team. Uh, Mike Rutherford said it on his show. Um, I believe it was Thursday when I was listening to his thoughts on the show. He said he's he thinks that may be the worst basketball team that's ever played in the Up Center. I agree with him. Like it was the it was the worst team, and like considering how bad that team was, and Louisville could not look any better than that against that level of team, um, is concerning. You mean the team that gave gave up a hundred points to Virginia Tech? Yeah, 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 and Virginia Tech ain't, ain't great, just by the way. Um, but, like, that's how bad that team was. And, and for, for them not to be able to take advantage of it, coming off the heels uh, of losing, of course, um, you know, in, in their second game out of the season, uh, basically they were, you know, down by 20 to Chattanooga before they, you know, did the whole pseudo effort, fake juice thing where they kind of came back and closed it back to, like, seven before they end up losing by 10. Um it just it was very much disappointing to see that this team has not learned anything. But unfortunately, um, I'm not surprised, and it was what was expected, um, honestly, for, for me. So, you know, Louisville is where they are. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be pretty versus Tyrese Hunter and the rest of the guys from Texas on Sunday. Um, they're more than likely going to play Indiana, who's not been great, but Indiana's still been a lot better than Louisville, and they've played a lot better teams than what Louisville has so far. Um, so I, I think that we're going to get kind of more of the same. The same things that happened out in Hawaii last year at the Maui is going to basically be the same thing that happens to Louisville when they go up to New York uh, for the Gotham Classic. Like I, I just think it's going to be a very ugly two games. Um, and people are, you know, we're going to have to come back and see. This is going to be all about New Mexico State. Can Kenny Payne find a way to beat New Mexico State? Like, next week. Like, that's going to be the whole thing, right? Like, can they beat them? Because if they can't beat New Mexico State, I don't know how many wins they have left on the schedule. I mean, like, I, I honestly, there, there were people at sitting at the, the scorers' tables uh, or at the um, the media tables that I was talking to where, you know, I said, honestly, as bad as they look right now and as bad as they look versus Chattanooga, I don't know how many more wins they got this year. Well, you know, like, so I'm going to say this. So, like, you look at this team, 
And Louisville has a lot of – how can I put this? Okay, Louisville has a lot of talent on this team. Yes. Right? You look, you look at the roster and you see talent. You look at the roster and you see, like, a team that, you know, okay, you know what, we got size, we got length, we have athleticism, uh, you know, we are, we have point guards – you know, we're kind of deep, especially in, in the three and four position. You know, we got guys we're going to bring off the bench. So you, you look around, it's like, you know, we, we have the makings of a really talented, long team that can do some damage. And, and it can do a lot of damage. But, like, you watch them play defense. You look at them play offense. And you just wonder, like, what are these guys doing? Like, like what – like. Why don't they throw the ball in a low post when you have obvious heights, height advantages? Throw it in the post, let Evans or D'Lo or whoever it is playing down low. Oh, D'Lo. Set the offense up, kick it back out for wide open shots and to let you drive the ball in. But the, they just don't do like the simple things. And it's and it's annoying. Like, yes, they've gotten way better on turnovers the past couple of games. They've gotten better on rebounds no because last year they were bigger and taller than almost every team they played and still got out rebounded at least this year they're they're rebounding the ball but the problem is is like their initial defense is okay so when the when the team first brings the ball up to court their initial defense is, is is okay but as soon as they get one or two passes in a couple of backdoor screens and their our defense just falls apart and people can do what they want to do on us and it's just disheartening that we are this far into the season and you're still seeing lapses on what should be stuff that you that the basketball fundamentals that you should have picked up literally in high school yeah i mean it just at the end of the day we kept hearing about you know it was the players and this was the players issue and that you know just these guys didn't get it and these guys weren't good enough and they weren't understanding what's being communicated but now you have basically a whole different group of guys and you have some of the returning guys that you wanted to keep and yet and still everything on the team looks pretty much the same like um mike james has gotten a little bit better uh you know he's a year older he's a year healthier coming off of um the achilles a couple of years ago so he looks a little bit more explosive but outside of him being a bit improved everything pretty much looks exactly the same brandon huntley hatfield is the same dude um jj trainer is pretty much the same dude and now you have sky clark in there instead of l ellis and while Sky Clark is a very talented kid, he just doesn't have the quickness and explosiveness um, to do some of the things that L. Ellis could do. I mean, he had trouble getting by Coppin State guards, you know, to be able to, to get into the lane and consistently make things happen. If you can't get by Coppin State guards, you're not going to get by anybody in the ACC. And I think that's where the biggest concern is. I, and, and I said it. I felt like this Louisville team, uh, this Louisville basketball team uh, is – more talented, they're a slightly taller um, than, than the other, you know, than the other guys uh, that they had last year. But I don't know if this is a better team. Well, so I was watching Jeff Goodman this morning, and he was talking about Kenny Payne being on, on the red hot seat, not not just the hot seat, the red hot seat. Yeah, and you know the things he made, and what, what, one of the points he made, which I thought was was very true, is that when you come into a season when you knew you had you had to win this year because you only won four games last year. So this year, like, you had to win. 
why would you go get a younger team? Because typically younger teams require more coaching. Yeah. Like you have to coach up a younger team more than you have to coach up an experienced team, obviously, because they're younger, they're green, they're fresh. Right. Versus getting experienced guys in here. They may not be as highly ranked, but they're experienced, right? They they understand what to do against a 2-3 zone. They understand what one, when somebody hits with a 1-3-1, one, one, okay, let's attack it like this. Yeah. Or I, I've seen this before. I know what to do. Or I, I played against this level of competition. You know, I, I don't have to, you know, get the experience and work my way up to playing this level of competition. I'm, I'm already there. But Kenny went young. And so now we're dealing with guys that are fairly young, a much younger team than even last year's team. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That, I mean, he got a lot younger. Yeah. And now you have to explain to these guys, like, what's going on. Okay. Like, this is why, this is how we do this. This is how we defense that. Okay. When you see this, we do this here and blase, blase, yucky, smackety, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you have to do a much better job of coaching. It's, it's, it's a much harder job of coaching with young dudes than with old guys. And I, I think that's, that's what we're seeing now, right? We're seeing that. These younger guys are not catching up. Karan Davis, they told him not even to show up to the game. He's not in trouble, but man, yeah. dude, dude, like I don't know what's up with that. Dude, like, 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 just don't come because <laughs> yeah, like you may have averaged twenty five points in your Christian league, juke in your JUCO Christian league out there in California, <laughs> but you look completely lost, completely lost. This ain't Saint Margaret Ann's out here today. That's right. <laughs> this is. This is not like like St. Mark and Mary's. You're not playing against St. Dennis, a little <laughs> kids of the poor. No, like you look lost against Simmons. Yeah. You look lost against a bunch of dudes who could barely beat the Dirt Bowl champions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they would beat the Dirt Bowl champions, honestly, <laughs> real talk. But, hey, let's go to somebody who's not that young. We got Jay has on. I believe Jay's on the line. Jay, you with us? Let's make sure we get him on there. I know uh, Roman's in there doing his thing. <laughs> well, until we get he should him be in. on there. He got him on. Yeah, Jay, Jay, you, Jay, you on there? Hey, Sean. Oh no, this is Wayne. Wayne, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Man, I, I was, I was telling Roman, man, I, I, I can't hear y'all on the radio. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I keep hearing the, the, this Mexican music. What? Are you sure you're on the, on the right channel, uh, Wayne? I, 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 the, the, the Mexican music. Yeah, I know, you know I, I know the channel, man. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing all right, Wayne. I'm doing all right, man. You know, we uh, we in here, uh, you know, get, getting getting ready to, to, for this football game and, and having to talk a little bit of the basketball team just because. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, we'll talk about the football first. Absolutely. It's going to be a tremendous challenge, but I, I think they up to it. They're not going. They they had their they had their moment against Pitt. They're not going. They're not going to go in the tank like that. And then and they didn't play that good against Virginia, but they got the win. So they they're going to be really focused because it's it's an opportunity uh, that doesn't come all the time. So they they got to go out and do what they need to do. And I'm looking for them to do that. And the basketball team, uh, I told a buddy of mine, two games is not the season to make. He's got 28 games. To make it right, so that's what I'm. I'm not giving up on him. Like I said, he's got 28 games to get it right, and, and if you can't get it right, you know they'll have to make some changes. And, and you know, it was it was a lot of talk about uh, Shaka Smart. He'd be good. I I, I love that Shaka. He'd be, he'd be good if he would leave. He'd fit right in, man, you and know, he could do some things here, Wayne. 
you are a man amongst men because I've already given up on the basketball team. I'm not even going to lie. And I'm glad you called in to kind of give me perspective, to give me hope <laughs> that this can actually get turned around and this can actually get better. Because right now, when I look at this basketball team, and I, I told Rashawn this when we was watching the uh, – when we were at the uh, uh, the last – the Compton State game. Yes. I was like, this literally may be the last win of the season. Like, this may be it. It looked bad, Wayne. It, it, it was bad. It was bad on Wednesday, Wayne. It was bad. Yeah, it, it was Louisville, bad. Louisville won, but it was bad. I, I've never seen a team play that bad and win by 20. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The, 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 the good thing about it, it was – who was the team – who was that team? Uh, who was it? I forgot the team who it was. Who, who the Louisville lost uh, to? Yeah, but they Ch- Chattanooga. Bad. Chattanooga. But, yeah, Ch- Chattanooga. Chattanooga had some athletes, but, you know, we shouldn't have lost. However, but you, you like like Denny Crum used to say, you get what you earn, and they didn't earn nothing. So, yeah. you know, it, it's two things that, two things that's going to happen as the season goes on. Either – you're going to listen and do what he asks you to do, or you're going to sit. It's just as simple. And he's going to have to get in there behind. It's no more It's no more Mr. Nice Guy because not only is it an embarrassment to yourself, but it's an embarrassment to me. And I'm, I'm used to winning. Yeah. And you guys came out of winning programs. So what, what is it? Do you not want to win? But but Wayne, let me ask you something. This because this is what I keep hearing about. You know what the players want to do, and if the players don't want to do it, isn't it the coach's job to prepare the players to be able to go out there and do the things that you're asking them to do? Like absolutely. Like like when but, did, you know, and in, in doing so, you know, I played the game, but you you got to listen. You it's two things you got to do. Yeah. You got to listen, and you gonna and you got to want to. Yeah. Those are the two things you got to do: listen and want to. Yeah. So if 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 you if if you miss one either one of them, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah. It's just it's just that simple. It's it, I mean it's 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 just like junior league or whatever, kitty league or whatever you want to call it, Pop Warner. Right. You 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 tell you tell the boy something. I'm telling you this and you do it. It, it it it's it's no nothing to debate. I mean, honestly, it, I don't. It, I, it, when I look at them play, Wayne, though, I don't think they know what they're supposed to be doing, and I think that's that's one of the the biggest reasons why I think Louisville has struggled this year is that when they play against other teams, other teams know what they're supposed to be doing out there. They can play hard right. and they can play with conviction because they know what they're supposed to be doing. I think one of the reasons why Louisville always looks so slow and looks so skittish is because I don't think they necessarily know. <clears throat> what they're supposed to be doing. And because they don't really know where they're supposed to be or how they're supposed to be playing, it makes them look slow and it makes them look timid. I, I, honestly, I, I mean, I think that's the biggest problem is that they seem to spend most of the time on the court on both ends, offensively and defensively, just kind of like, okay, do you go here? Are, are you going to attack? Or Where am I supposed to be? Am right. I supposed to rotate? And I think that's the problem. Like, I don't think it's necessarily that they don't want to be there and that they don't want to do what the coaches are asking them to. I just don't think they know what they're supposed to be doing. But you know what? You know what would solve that? all that? A, a simple thing. Yes. You're going to play zoned. 
Absolutely. You're gonna, this is your this is your position. You're gonna stay right here, <clears throat> and if you if if you don't stay in that spot, you're gonna sit over here with me. Just make it real simple. You're gonna play zone. You're gonna be in this spot, and I mean you going you better stay there. And I mean don't move. If you move, you're gonna come over and sit with me. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I, I'll make agree with simple. that. You could at least it, simplify it, the it, defense. It, it yeah. would be like uh it'd be like when I was in the military, we had kids. You know what kiss is. Keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know, we can, we can fix this whole thing. Keep it simple, stupid. This is what you're going to do. If you if you can't comprehend that, then you, you don't need to play no ball at all. Hey, and honestly, no Wayne, like the, that was the one big gripe I had with Kenny Payne last year was that – when Louisville struggled, and they especially defensively, how bad they were, the fact that he really didn't make any adjustments, he really didn't try going to his own, he didn't really try making any changes exactly. to what he was doing and was just like, well, these guys just aren't doing what I'm saying. Okay, well, if the guys can't figure it out, if they can't do it, Kenny, you got to make some adjustments. Like, that's what coaching exactly. is, making adjustments, you gotta, making you changes. Make it easy for them. Yes. Not complex. Simple. Yes. It's two, like I said, it's two things to do. Absolutely. And I promise you, either, either, either it's one or two things going to happen. <laughs> you ain't going to play, or right, I'm going to get somebody that wants to play, that wants to listen. It, it's, 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 it's simple stuff. Yeah. You're making this harder than it needs to be. I agree. It's not, as, the, as the saying goes, it's not rocket science. And, 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 and look, me and you could come out of retirement and do this, <laughs> oh, oh, you better believe it. <laughs> we can do this. We can show them. We we might not be able to get it on the court as fast as you do, or we could do like uh, who was it? Uh, like Kareem used to snowbird. Just you just stay down the other end of the court, and I wish for y'all to come. Yeah, yeah, real real talk. Like I, I they they yes, need to figure yes, something yes, out, Wayne. Yes. So so hey, John, give, give me a score. It's nice. Uh, no. This is not the Roman that went to U of L, is it? It is. Huh? huh? Yeah, yeah, I went to U of L. Was you was you back there in the seventies? <laughs> Rome, uh, the, the definitely not the Roman that went to the to U of L in the seventies. I graduated I in December. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be this can't be the Roman that I know. <laughs> no, Roman anyway, was not even man, thought of in the seventies. Nice I don't think. No, nice, not at all. Nice chat, <laughs> I'm glad. You, I'm glad you were on the broadcast, man. You you were you were some good people, man. I appreciate and it. We, we we want to see you hang around for a while. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> and, and 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 I I look I look forward to meeting you in person, man. Because I don't met I don't met everybody else except for you since you 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 knew on the scene. So I want to have the opportunity to meet you. And you 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 can ask Sean. You'll find out. I'm a pretty good old fella. I'm a pretty nice guy. Oh yeah. Me and Sean, we go back a long way. Oh yeah. yeah. We go back a long way. <laughs> but anyway, guys, as, as always, you know, it's always a privilege and a pleasure to talk with you guys. You know, you do the best. And as we say at the end of the day, go cards. Thanks, guys. There you go. Appreciate it, Wayne. Thank Thanks you. so much. There we go. Hey, so I, I tell you what, we're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get to this last break. We're going to see if Roman can actually get us to break and, and play the outro music and get us into commercials. This is his first test, Haven Harrington, to see what he can do. But you're listening to Wake Up 502. This is 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. The Big X, we're talking cars, we're talking canes, we're talking Louisville basketball because people make us, and much, much more. And we'll be back on the Big X. And we out.
digits said, yo, this Marquise, baby, are you down with it? I arrived at a house, knocked on the door. Welcome back in, welcome back in. Last segment of the show, Big X Sports Radio here, 96.1 FM. This is Wake Up 502. I'm Rashawn Myers sitting across from Haven Harrington. We are getting you ready uh, for the Cardinals and the Canes. A little bit of UofL hype music just to get y'all in the right spirit. The original Louisville hype music right there, buddy. <laughs> you, did you have a problem with Joker and the Thief, Haven Harrington? No, I mean, not really. <laughs> Y'all, I was I was trying to figure out. I said, let's play some Louisville hype music. I always got for the last segment to get people in the right mindset. Got to play some Louisville hype music. I was like, let's play some Joker and Thief. Haven was like, no, nah, let's play some real hype music. Let's play some of that DMX. So, you know. Hey, look, you've been to as many Louisville football games as I have. Oh, yeah. And you know, every time they play that DMX. Hey, when they played that DMX for that uh, West Virginia blackout game, let me tell you something. That whole stadium was rocking. <laughs> so, yes, I, 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 I totally agree with you. And plus, I just love some, some DMX. You got to. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I know we, uh, I believe we are efforting to get um, uh, uh, Leanne on the line so we can get uh, talk about her. Uh, picks and selections for this upcoming uh, football weekend. Uh, it's been a little bit since we got uh, Leanne on there, so uh, we'll love to talk to her. Um, but, of course, we uh, still have a few more texts to get into, so while we're waiting to get Leanne on, um, I want to get the, a couple of these to you. First of all, Texas says, Louisville women basketball could beat the men's basketball team. <laughs> well, you know, like – I'm uh, no comment. Jeff Wallace is doing a wonderful job. I'm very, very excited about what's going on with him. I am absolutely loving Haven Harrington. The fact that um, that <clears throat> that LSU is having such a hard time of it. <laughs> Haley Van Lith decided to go ahead and uh, look for greener pastures, and it's been an absolute train wreck down there. Of course, they lost to Colorado to start the season. Now Angel Reese, she was benched for the second half. Um, oh, wow. of of a game two week two games ago, and this last game they said she didn't even make the trip with the team. So I don't know what's going on with Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey and them, but couldn't happen to a better group of folks. So I hope they enjoy their time down there in LSU. Uh, the defending champs are not necessarily getting along at the moment. So um, you know, couldn't couldn't happen to a better group of gals. I I'll I tell you what, they deserve each other. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, Jeff Wallace is off to a great start. I love what the new uh, the new ladies are bringing. Sydney Taylor, um, you know, Aaliyah Love, and the rest of the the transfers that that came over. Um, I like the the new look Cardinals. I love the fact that they're they're working through Olivia Cochran. I thought that that was what Louisville should have done last year, rather than let Haley shoot the ball fifty five times. Um, and be one of the most inefficient offenses in the country. Um, I do think that this Louisville team has an opportunity to be a lot better team, honestly, than last year's. They may not have the the star power of Haley, but I think that the sum will be better than the whole of the parts um, this year for Louisville. They're already off to an undefeated start. Their defense has been outstanding. Um, you know, they had a, a good win uh, to start the season over Cincinnati, and then DePaul, and then of course knocking off Bellarmine, um, who. 
They were up, I believe it was like 55 to 7 or 55 to 9. Something and crazy. That was something crazy. Like, they just went out there. Them poor Bellarmine girls, they just, they they wasn't ready. Bellarmine actually played pretty well on the road at UCLA um, back, uh, you know, last week. So, Jeff Brown, uh, Jeff, Jeff Brown, Jeff Walls had them ready for that game. And, you know, they were expecting Bellarmine to come out there and maybe give them a bit of a run early. But, yeah, they did the. Uh, Speaking of the greatness that chicken. is the Bellarmineites. Yes. Coached by Louisville's. Beloved Scotty D, yes. Scotty Davenport. Do you think Louisville can get off the schneid? And- There's no chance in hell. <laughs> hey, I would tell you that. I right, go ahead and you know early. If there's any early futures bets out there on that one, go ahead and just bet the farm on on Bellerman. I know Louisville's going to be some kind of favorite. Yeah, Bellerman's going to beat the brakes off Louisville. Oh wow! I'm the breaks. The breaks, Roman. The breaks. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna keep that in mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Hey, there's just nothing. I have to see a lot more, man, before I believe that this. I don't think that this Louisville team. I'm gonna be honest, Roman. I don't think that this Louisville team this year is better than last year's Louisville team. And I know that that last year's Louisville team only won four games. And I think ultimately this team may end up winning more than four games. Like, they may get to five or six or seven. I was going to say, not significantly more. But it, they, it won't be significantly more, and I think that the schedule, like the, 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 the Louisville schedulers tried to basically give Louisville as many, like, wins as possible. Wins. But potential. Wins, I think. Yes. Potential wins. They tried to load the, the whole non-conference schedule with all these two hundred, you know, teams ranked in 200 or worse. To kind of get the to schedule in some victories, but I don't think that this team is better. They're not as big physically. Me and uh, Haven were talking about last night the fact that you don't have big bodies like Jalen Withers. They had three guys over two hundred and forty pounds last year. Yeah, Brandon Huntley Hatfield. You had Jalen Withers. You had Sidney Curry. Guys who could at least hold their their position in the paint and kind of throw their bodies around for rebounds and things of that nature. They don't have that this year. When you talk about your quote unquote big guys, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is still there, but he's still kind of the guy that lacks the motivation he's low energy low energy low t you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know and then you got um jj trainer who weighs 150 pounds and dennis <laughs> evans who weighs 155 pounds so you know like they just don't have the girth and the beef to really compete down low which is why you're seeing teams get so many offensive rebounds i believe chattanooga had like 17 or 18 offensive rebounds against louisville in that loss like louisville's a, a markedly worse rebounding team this year because they just don't have the physical size and strength and they don't shoot the ball as well this year so i mean with that being said yeah they may be a bit more talented they may be a bit deeper but they don't shoot it as well and they can't compete on the boards and i think at the end of the day that's going to be what really just when you see them play against better teams, it's going to get ugly. Like when, when I, I do not look forward to this Texas game no, on Sunday. All. Not at all. You guys both had a point earlier um, when, when talking about our basketball team that you made. Yes. Haven made a point where he said, on defense, we come down and you know the first 10 seconds on the shot clock, first 15 seconds of, of the possession, we defend pretty well. Two or three, four passes, you know, if they stay out on the perimeter, we, we can stay with them. And then as soon as teams start to go into a big man presence that the other team has that we usually can't defend – no matter who it's been so far already, even this season, they start kicking it out. We're not following. We're not closing out. You know, teams are getting open shots. Um, the amount of, like, like low contest, maybe not open, but low contested shots that Coppin State had was 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 unreal to me, honestly. Um, and then I think you, you were saying it earlier, and it kind of goes the same way to Haven's point, but on offense as well. We come down, we make two or three passes, and then we all of a sudden don't know what to do next. I don't yeah. think the – 
options on plays is being discussed. I, I hate to even accuse my my team of that, but I don't think they're at practice saying, when you make this third pass here to this corner, this person curling around, if this right. isn't open, you go here. I don't think that's being told to our players, if that makes sense. No, because I agree. They get to a two or three passes on their on their um their little motion that they run, and then all of a sudden they don't know what the first option is anymore. And we don't have that, you know, that person down low that we can give it to and they can just hold their own and then wait for guys to run off the ball. You know? Yeah. It's like you 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 know who's getting the ball next when Louisville has the ball. You know who's gonna probably take the shot. Um it, it's super predictable. You know, Coppin State, if you if you just look at half and half. Coppin State didn't have too bad. Like, you know, they down 11 in the first half and they, you know, nine-point differential in the second half, um, which is just pitiful, honestly. But, yeah, yeah, our identity is lacking on both ends of the ball right now, Um, especially on offense. We come down and we just, you don't, we don't really seem to know what we to do next and we've got to, we've got to fix that. I hope that we can get that, you know, some things figured out by the New Mexico State game for sure because Texas is – Yeah, Texas and Indiana or, you know, the UConn, I'm guessing it'll be Indiana. Texas or Indiana, I just don't think Louisville's going to have the horses to even be able to compete with those guys. I mean, the the one thing that I've seen is that teams have found found a whole lot of uh, fruitful – uh, opportunities to score with basically kicking the ball to the short can- that they'll reverse the ball and then kick it to the short corner which is the area right outside the free throw line extended between the free throw line or between the three point line and the free throw line okay so what they're doing is they'll basically kick it around they'll bring somebody into that short corner kick the ball to them and then maybe give a ball fake or a pump fake and they drive straight to the rim and straight lay it in every time every time like that I've seen every team do that to Louisville at least 10 to 12 times during a game. And Louisville hasn't adjusted to that motion, like, at all. <laughs> the, the guy on Coppin State, the, the light-skinned guy who – Yes. He, he did it three or four times. Yes, I'm telling you. Like, that that's the play. They, they say rotate it around, get it to the short corner, jab step, and then go straight to the basket and just lay it in. <laughs> like, it's a very simple motion, and Louisville hasn't figured out – Like, are they not watching film? Like, what's I, going on? I don't know. It's ridiculous. But you know what? This is it's a football day. We're going to get back. Right. I got all these – text coming in on basketball talking about Kentucky's going to beat the brakes off Louisville. Yes, yes that's like no crap. Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, yes, we, we know what UK is going to do Louisville. I don't even know if I, I might do it pull of Ethan Moore. I love Ethan Moore, my man on Louisville Sports Live, but Ethan never watches the Louisville-Kentucky uh, basketball game because he just can't stand it. Like, it's not, for me, it's not that. I just don't feel like, I can go out and like paint my fence or you know, cut the grass or do some stuff out in the yard just because I don't feel like that game's going to even be worth my time to watch, honestly. I mean, you know what? It's always worth your time to watch just to see just like – It's going to be embarrassing. Like, Kentucky's so good this year. Those freshmen are real. What I mean, the way (laughs) – I'm going to say this. Even without DJ Wagner playing – his bet actually they he, almost beat the number one team in the country. With DJ Wagner playing a, a god awful yeah. game. Yeah, DJ I'm, played horrible, and they don't have any of their big men yet, and they still almost beat Kansas. Yeah, they're still. And what, at one point, there's about fourteen <laughs> running. Yeah, running. Like I don't even want to watch what they're. they're you know, I, I think of Bugs Bunny when Bugs Bunny's in the firing squad. And they put the bat the, the they put the blindfold on and stick the cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> Because he's about to get the firing squad. Like, that's what I think of when I think of Louisville going out there against Kentucky. Like, Kentucky's going to be able to name their score. If they want to score 100, 115, they could probably do that against Louisville, honestly. 
Like, I don't even want to think about that. But no, we're we're done with the with the basketball talk. We got about fifteen minutes left. We're gonna you know, they actually got less than they got about twelve minutes left now. Uh fellas, I, I wanna I wanna get your your thoughts on the football game. Give me some predictions, kind of what's going on. Roman, I'm gonna give you the floor since me and Haven been flapping our gums all morning, man. Get, give me your thoughts on it, uh, and then give me kind of a score and, and players of the game, things of that nature. Okay, I can do that. So we've got this big game against Miami today, or at least we're trying not to view it as a big game I, I think a lot of people are trying to tell themselves um Miami I don't know if you guys know this their backup played their last game yes and he got hurt and the starter came back in and in his seven pass attempts threw an interception I don't know if you all know this in the in the game he had before that you know got him benched yeah Tyler Van Dyke 38 mm-hmm. yeah Tyler Van Dyke 38 pass attempts three interceptions so one thing that I'm noticing about that um, I, I, I think that we're going to come in, and I think we're going to be able to take the ball from him. If he comes out trying to air it out all crazy, I think we'll be able to get a couple takeaways from him. If we can get one early, I like our chances to have a smooth, you know, control the ground game kind of victory where if our run game does what it's supposed to do and Jack Plummer doesn't make any mistakes and, you know, keeps it cool, calm, and collected, I see us, I see us getting a pretty comfortable win today. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to, like, already look at the Kentucky game and what we need to do to win that. And I think we still need to have a good performance today. Um, and I think we can do that. We just need to take care of business. I like it. I like it. So you got a, you got a, a score prediction for me? Um, I'll go 26-12. Oh, wow. 26-12. I like it. Hold them to four field goals. That's what I'm talking about. Don't even let them in the end zone. Don't even let them in. I like it. Yeah, they had, they had not given up a touchdown in what 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 was it two two games two two games and a half until yeah. until Virginia scored in the second half. So let's start a new streak of, of like no touchdowns. I like that. Haven Harrington, what are you thinking? Louisville is zero six and one playing in Miami. Yes, I've seen them where we had the better team and still found a way to lose. I remember that. There was that horrible, horrible twenty-four to seven lead we had, yep. and then go down to the horrible defeat because they kicked to Devin Hester when everybody told him not to. Kick I was at, I was Hester. at that game. Yep, I remember as a kid going down with my dad, flying down to Miami on the team plane with Howard Snellenberger to go to the Orange Bowl with those crappy wooden bench seats, <laughs> and we got just destroyed. Like it was like eighty-five to nothing or eighty-five to seven. It was. God, we got tossed up. It was fun because I, I was in Miami with my dad, so had a good old time watching us get just completely <laughs> dismantled, <laughs> undressed by the U. <laughs> but this is a whole new day. We have a whole new sheriff in town. My prediction is this: Louisville's going to come in there. We're going to knock out the their DJ, and we're going to play this new Andre Three Thousand <laughs> flute album, which is god awful, which sounds like. Uh, Kenny G smoking way too much weed and got way too mellow. <laughs> God, the album was horrible. I can't believe I listened to it. <laughs> it's just ho- horrible. And people trying to hype this thing up. People, it's horrible. It's like elevator music. <laughs> it's like Zamfir on weed. It's like it's horrible. It's like, Google Zamfir in a pan flute, and that's exactly what this sounds like. Sounds like Zamfir in a pan flute. God, it sounds. Oh God, it's bad. But anyway. <laughs> Andre sends his love. 
We're gonna pump the stadium full of Andre 3000's new album. Everybody's gonna get so mellow. They're gonna forget the game's on. We're gonna take advantage uh, of it <laughs> and we're gonna run down their throats. Okay. What's what 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 what's Man by this? three, 2417. Oh 24-17? Miami? So you picking the K. Haven Harrington has no faith in his Cardinals. He's choosing hey, Come and, on, Haven. Hey, and I'm gonna let y'all know Haven is absolutely a, a, a fan of the U. So I, 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 I am. I, I'm I'm gonna put that out there. I'm gonna put that, that caveat and that disclaimer out there is that Haven loves the U. So, you know, Haven had to pick it against a little. What an upset on Waco 502 this morning. I had a feeling. I mean, the game's a toss-up, really. So ha- not- no, hey, you know what? I feel I feel like, you know, I just watched, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the coach uh, that picks the, the, does the, the helmets or the, the, the mascot heads. What's his name? Um, uh, no, that was on game day. Um, yeah, I know, the guy who should retire because of the Yeah. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like you just put the, the, the Ibis head on. And and left the Louisville Cardinal head sitting on the ground. What an upset. Haven Harrington, 24-17. Kane's getting it done, and that means Louisville would have to be sitting and waiting and hoping that Clemson can take care of their business for them and knock off North Carolina. Okay. Well, I will say Miami in their last two home games, they, they have gotten two wins, and they've scored 28-plus in both. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it is more of a toss-up than some might think. Well, I I, but, I, I, I tell you this. And I'm going to give you my my personal opinion on it. I think that, as we talked about, I think this is a game where Louisville's going to have to exercise a lot of patience. This is a game where Most definitely. if they can just keep stay away from the bad mistake, I think Miami – I don't think they can win. I think that this is, a, once again, another game where the turnovers are going to be the biggest key is if, if Jeff Brom can – Manage the game from a play calling standpoint. Don't put Plummer in a lot of positions to do anything silly. Like, I think that the game plan that they have versus Duke and that very good Duke defense is the exact same game plan that Jeff needs to enact against Miami. We saw, I want to say, Jack only threw two or three passes down the field. And that was going against the Duke defense and the Duke front seven that's just about as good as Miami's. So Louisville's played some teams that have had some good defenses and some good front sevens, and they still stayed patient and ran the ball. So I think that's what you're going to have to do. You don't need to do too much, even if, you know, maybe they stuff Jawar Jordan for two or three yards early. Maybe they stuff um, Isaac Garendo and you don't get a big run here, uh, you know, on the early downs. Stick with the run. You know, short passing game. Get the ball out to Chris Bell on the perimeter and let him try to run for a first down. Get the ball out to Jamari Thrash, five or six yard pass, and let him try to make a move. Keep the uh, you know keep the ball in play. Make safe passes. If you get a first down or two, get the ball out to the 40, 45 yard line. Punt the ball down. Make Miami start from deep in their own territory inside the ten. That's what's going to win this game is field position. Make Tyler Van Dyke make the mistake. Uh, You know, you talked about it, Roman, the fact that he's thrown several picks. Louisville has an excellent secondary. They have a ball-hawking secondary. Cameron Kelly, Devin Neal. Um, you know, all these guys have gotten in on it. Even Gilbert Frierson, uh, the former Miami Hurricane himself, had a big pick uh, in one of the games. This is a ball-hawking defense. This is a defense that if you allow Miami the time, they will give you the ball. 
and more than likely you'll be able to make that turn that into a turnover and who knows maybe even a defensive touchdown um, but if you can just play behind your defense play behind your running game play field position shorten the game I think that Miami will wilt under that and if you can find a way to get a score early you know get up seven ten points early and force Tyler Van Dyke to become a passer and they can't lean on that running game I think that they're in trouble but you know Louisville's got to take care of the ball what we cannot have happen is you know an early plumber turnover that leads to a Miami touchdown and Miami goes up seven nothing you know, something like that. You don't want to get into that situation because then you have the momentum and now the sleepy crowd starts to wake up at noon and now you're in a fight for four quarters. Um, but I, I do think that Louisville's going to find the pa- the patience to be able to get it done. I think that they're going to be – I think they, they learned from that Pittsburgh game and I think they got a really bad scare from Virginia, which woke them back up to remember what they need to do. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Louisville's going to give it done. Give me the Cardinals – 24 to 10. I think Louisville gets it done. I think they hold Miami to only 10 points. And I think that last touchdown won't come until very late in the proceedings to put the game away. I, I, I want to say it may even be 10-10 or 10-7 at halftime. I think it'll be a low-scoring game early. I think the Cardinals will salt it away in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, get a couple second-half touchdowns, and get it done. Give me the cards 24 to 10. So that, that, like that's what that. I'm thinking. I like that as well. So, you know, we, we, we will see what happens with that. I definitely wanted to get that out of the way. I know we only got about three minutes left in the show, but I did want to ask you guys, what do y'all think about Draymond Green and what he did to, to Rudy Gobert with the, the reverse chokehold? Rudy deserved I had to it. get to that. Rudy deserved being a chokehold for causing COVID in NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so he got what he deserved. I, I think Draymond it was – I think Draymond's at any point in a game against Gobert, he's looking for a reason. I'm just going to put that out there. But if his team gets in a scuffle, he just he turns into like a chicken with his head cut off. He just does it. Gobert didn't even really do anything. You know, he and, was trying to break up a fight. You know, he, he was trying to, to to separate two guys that were fighting. He wasn't even trying came to do in and anything. Grab the wrong guy. You know, it doesn't I mean? matter. He caused COVID. He ruined <laughs> he the caused season. COVID. He said, I don't care about these microphones. I'm breathing all of them. Look, he didn't know what he was, you know. He, Did they you know, suspend he him was doing? Three games or five games? He got he got a five-game suspension. Yeah, I think that's too much. I think three would have been plenty. Hey, real talk, honestly, with the fact that he put him, first of all, the the reverse, the, 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 the rear naked chokehold, okay, is a very dangerous uh, maneuver. Okay, that's something like that's If you do that to somebody on the street, they can literally charge you with assault. Okay, for for doing that. So the fact that Draymond went out there, put Rudy in a in a in a naked choke. I'm definitely okay with the with the suspension lasting as long as it did. Um, I, I will personally say that I I think he got off light. I would have I would if, so? if if they would have put him if they would have put him out for ten because that's not basketball. Like it's not. You're right. Th- th- that beyond a non basketball play. Yes, like if Rudy wanted to press charges, he could literally go and try to press charges on, on him. Yeah, uh, on that, and, and that's the whole thing is that Draymond. I don't know what Draymond's been on, but ever since that whole fight with Jordan Poole last year when he when he punched him in practice, Draymond ain't been on basketball. No, he's been on something else. So all I'm gonna say is this, Draymond. I don't know what it is. Draymond's watching old they, videos of the. Detroit Pistons bad boys. They got him. They got him. He got himself a ring without KD. You know that's all it is. He's he's feeling himself. We got that last ring. We're you know we had a true dynasty. Now nobody can tell us anything. That's not the right mindset to have for a player like him who can't really back up much. 
on no. the court. He's just know? being wild. I mean, it's just his antics, you know, stepping on Demonis Sabonis, kicking uh, kicking uh, what's his name, uh, the the big guy for for the Thunder. First of all, he kicks everybody in the and, head. And, so yeah, he's like used to it. There yeah, Stephen yeah. Adams. He doesn't. He caught Stephen Adams a couple times. Just the, all this stuff, man. It's time to put that up. I know. I know we're rushing towards the end of the show, man. I know we're coming up. Draymond, on Draymond, do you, Draymond? Nah. Do you? <laughs> what's wrong with you? Hey, this is Rash- Rashawn Myers for Haven Harrington for intern Roman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gonna be out of here. Appreciate everybody. Wayne, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the text. Uh, appreciate you guys. Hopefully, we are gonna be talking about the cards in the ACC championship game next week. Hey, for everybody, this is Rashawn Myers, and we out. The Big X. Peace.